It's the Go Million and Go Million Interview and Prayer Call Podcast. You will be blessed in two ways, with an influential interview and the engagement of powerful prayer. And now, your host, Bishop Nathaniel Gomillion. Well, praise the Lord. Good morning to everybody. Welcome to the Top City Z. Well, the Gomillion and Gomillion uh, Ministry uh, Interview, Prayer Call, and Podcast. We are so grateful to be online with our special guest, uh, Dr. Nina Cooper. Praise God. There we are. All right, we got a little feedback for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, are you listening? Do you have some feedback? Just a tiny bit. Uh, what I can do is maybe turn the volume down a little bit. Has that helped? Yeah, let me see. That sounds better. That sounds okay, awesome. Better. Well, it's great right. to be with you, Dr. Chameleon. Thank you for well, having me. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm, I'm working on that, Doctor, and I hope I get to it soon. <laughs> I get to it until it comes time to get to it, but I am uh, working on it. Well, good morning. We are so grateful to have you with us again. Amen. And this time I did push the button, so we are uh, <laughs> live streaming on Facebook, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And I'm getting ready to open up my prayer call line. So if anybody wants to call in and listen at 518-425-1719, they'll be able to do that also. Uh, Dr. Cooper, tell us a little bit about yourself. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, both my husband and I. Um, Grew up in a low-income neighborhood, but I could say a really advantaged uh, family because I grew up in a family that was very intentional. I tell my um, college students that I teach and others that the metaphor for my life is a cup of coffee because I always saw people as a young child meeting around the coffee pot. Uh, making plans for change, for betterment of their community. And that's something that's really stuck with me through ministry, through uh, community organizing work and various um, endeavors that I've done, as well as my uh, graduate studies as well. So that's a passion for me is seeing improvement and change in people. Improvement and change uh, in people. Uh, you know, one of the things that I had to I had to write a paper and one of the things they asked me was what I thought about life and and uh, what model or something like that. And I said that one thing I believe is that uh, people can always get better. Uh, I, I, I believe that. Let me say welcome to Deacon Willie Christian uh, from the Kingdom of Zion uh, Church. Praise God. Bless you, man of God. Uh, so uh, now. Well, you were born in Chicago, so you were not born in Albuquerque. That's a long way across the country. <laughs> Some people think it's across the border. No. <laughs> I have guests come to town saying, "I they haven't used my passport once since I've been here. And it's like, well, maybe it's because you're still in the United States. So, yeah. That's uh, my uncle. Like Everybody yeah, uncle- from East St. Louis. If you're from St. Louis, oh, okay. awesome. you believe yeah. St. Louis? No, that's a whole nother state. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois, right? That's Illinois. That's right. <laughs> so, so you you all the way over there in Albuquerque. How in the world did you get to Albuquerque? Yeah, twelve hundred miles from Chicago. 
wow. it was really my mother's side of the family. I had an uncle who was in the military and um, when he got out of the military, was looking for gainful employment. And back in those days, I would say probably maybe the 50s, 40s, 50s, um, railroad jobs were some of the most promising jobs for black men. Um, they gained a lot of wealth that way, as well as experience traveling and so forth. So my uncle ended up working for the Santa Fe Railroad and was able to matriculate up and, and uh, do very well for himself. But he uh, ended up getting married out in Albuquerque, starting a family. And my mother's side of the family were from Kansas. My mom had gone off to school in Chicago. So just over a period of decades, um, my mother's family moved down here. I remember as early as two years old coming down to visit my grandmother. So I had uh, very fond memories of New Mexico, mostly because of the people who lived here. And then after I got married and had small children, we just thought it would be a, a good change for us as well. So, and it's been a place of blessing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that it, it has. You know, my, I told you, my, my grandfather, uh, he worked for the railroad. He was a Pullman porter in uh, in St. Louis, and he did very, very well. Also, uh, ultimately moved down to a place called Cachada, Louisiana, just south of Shreveport. And I remember going down, spending uh, my summers, many summers I spent down there on those uh, red clay uh, roads in uh, Cachada, Louisiana. Uh, so um, now um, you you are, are, are certainly uh, a person of education, and you believe in education, uh, and you have your PhD. Yeah, I mean that final, final, final degree. I mean you can go back to school if you want to, but <laughs> you have to. You got you got the PhD. <laughs> praise the Lord. And I'm honored to know anybody with a P. I only know two people with PhDs, and that's you and Bishop Cheryl Brown. That's the only two people wow. that I actually know. Um, but take it back. There was a young man, uh, a man I knew that literally got kicked out on life in St. Louis. He lived in the garage behind my house. Oh. He worked at a um, car wash, but he was, I don't know what happened to him, but he had a PhD, but he lived in oh. the garage. He just kicked out on life, you know? Yes. Third person that I know with a P, but it was a brilliant guy. You could talk to him about anything. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guy. Yes. So, so you got a PhD, and uh, and and you have uh, other studies. Obviously, where where did you do your work at your your school? Well, if I could just jump in first and address some of those things that you mentioned, I wanted to first say to everybody that's listening that it's not too late to dream that you may feel like you're past the college years, or maybe you don't feel like um, you're a skillful studier or whatever. But I wanted to say, I went back to school at 48 years old. Wow. I um, had actually dropped out of school as uh, a young adult because I was in love. I had to be married. And my mother was like, Nina, if it's, uh, if it's true love, it'll wait a couple more years. But I just was so passionate and wanted a family very dearly, loved my husband immensely. And so got married at 20 years old and um, 
It just because when you're so young and things are so expensive, I was a little naive about how things would cost being on my own and uh, just thought I could do anything. And so it took a little while to get back because of uh, college bills and, um, you know, um, lower income working in ministry. It's not always, you know, high compensation and just responsibilities taking care of people in ministry, um, taking care of my family, later on taking care of elderly adults. And it was after my mother-in-law had passed, I had taken care of her for several years with Alzheimer's. And then when she passed away, I was like, if I don't do it now, I never will. And so by the grace of God, went back to school, um, finished my undergrad and went on and got my master's. God opened that door and then another door for my doctorate. So I just want to say to people who you know, have been sitting on it thinking that it's too late. It's never too late if you have that desire, because most of you are already learning in the University of Life. You have a different kind of PhD and uh, that same tenacity that it takes uh, to get a doctorate, the same tenacity that you've um, experienced in just going through life. Um, so you can pivot and get it done if it's your desire. So just want to encourage anybody out there listening to uh, get rid of the excuses, step out there by faith. And when you do it, God will open the door. Because when I went back to school, I wasn't thinking doctorate. I thought maybe just a master's degree and that's it. But God just opened that door. And I said, God, if you open it, I'll walk through it. And so you know, like anything, it's by faith. And then the other thing you had mentioned about that gentleman who was so accomplished and very knowledgeable, it just shows um, the power of our faith that we cannot rely solely on our intellect, that our spirit man must be equally attended to. Um, because there are different disappointments and discouragements in our lives. There are things that uh, literally knock the wind out of us and put us in very terrible situations that are difficult to recover from. And it's only by the power of God that we can do that. And so we need to operate in grace to those people um, because all of them have a story, you know, just showing the love of Christ and hopefully they'll make their way back. So yeah. I wanted to say that <laughs> first yeah. of all, but uh, my uh, work has been for uh, my master's degree, I actually studied environmental racism. Going back to that cup of coffee thing, one of the things that caught my attention, there's a community uh, north of Albuquerque, um, and it was an area where there was some contamination of the well water. And a mother came visiting her family uh, to, and she used well water to prepare the formula for her baby and the baby's mouth, hands and feet turned blue. And mm. that's basically um, a lack of oxygen uh, because of nitrates in the water. And so there was for many years, a whole um, process where the community leaders came together and tried to affect change and were successful to a large degree. And so that was something that was really interesting for me. Um, for my master's degree, I um, actually focused on diabetes because uh, I have a father who has diabetes and I was pre-diabetic and wanted to do some research because I think the church can be very influential. That was another thing is I wanted to marry 
both the work that I've done in the church with the health work I've done. And so I talked about um, uh, the focus was how um, women, uh, women, black women in the church, women of color in, uh, who are church based dialogue about having diabetes and the effects of that. And the goal was to uh, foster awareness, um, but also look at the church as a vehicle to help um, change the lifestyle of people, because we're very influential in the lives of people, whether it's their eating and nutrition or exercise and other things. Yes, yes. Bishop, Bishop Brown is watching. She says blessings to 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 you. Uh, she calls uh, you brilliant. It calls me brilliant too. Praise the Lord. Aww. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, think she sees the best in everybody. And Bishop, it's an honor to have you on the call. You're one of my sheroes. Bless, bless you, bless you, Bishop Bishop Brown and Bishop uh, Gail Roberts House. Roberts House says greetings yes. uh, to you and hello to my good friend, Lady uh, Nina Cooper. And we thank God also for uh, Elder Sandra Louse Jenkins, who is here with us uh, today. She's from the uh, Virtual Ministry of Speaking Spirit in Richmond. And uh, Grace Chambers says, great, inspiring words, Dr. Cooper, Tom DeLear Baker, one of our spiritual daughters in Raleigh, North Carolina, is also with us. We thank God for her uh, on today. Well, um, you and your husband have been uh, in ministry for a long while. and. Uh, you served 40 years uh, with your husband uh, in Albuquerque at the New Hope Gospel Baptist Church. And your vision is to equip, empower, and encourage believers to fulfill their roles as kingdom priests, to impact the lives of their fellow man through effective ministry, and to serve as examples of excellence. Uh, and compassion in ministry, excellence and compassion in ministry. Before I get to that and ask you how you came up with that, let me also say that I believe that the environmental work that you were talking about, is, is, is that somewhat have to do with what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi and their water crisis? Is that the same kind of thing you're talking about? Flint, yes, Flint, Michigan and other places um, that I studied was like in North Carolina when they had uh, chicken factories and the conditions. Yeah. And so it's many things that contribute to that. But ultimately what we found, it, it was more of a public policy issue that yeah. um, communities of color were intentionally targeted. There was something called the Sorrell Report, a uh, construction or uh, consulting firm out of California when they had done uh, research and were consulting for the state of California. There was a document that um, can be found, but is often hidden um, that made a proposal to put the the um, environmental industries like treatment plants and things like that in communities of color and Catholic yeah. communities or faith communities, put them in low income communities, but not exclusively. They're also in uh, middle income communities, but um, it was a number of things like that. And so it just showed that it was an intentional process. And there have been studies that have been done over the years and the results end up being the same. So it yeah. doesn't matter, you know, what the income is. You know, there's a lot of what's called NIMBYism, not in my backyard. Um, and so it's not equally distributed. In that particular area that I studied, there were 22 different EPA sites in one neighborhood. Wow. More than in the entire state. 
I know that there's a place, I forget what I was watching the news uh, some months ago, where electrical wires run through this community down in uh, Louisiana, I believe it is, and, and, and the gross number of people, tremendous number of people dying of cancer. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, the black neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, this yeah, is they create areas. Um, even the whole of New Mexico is considered a sacrifice zone. And the reason for that is because we have a lot of um, nuclear waste facilities, whip facilities, things like that. Um, but there is intentional um, staggering of things, um, environmental waste in communities of color. And even looking back in New Mexico history, uranium back during um, uh, World War One and Two was a big thing that they were using, and you know they were pushing it as sacrificing for your company, uh, your country, yeah. do all this yeah. good stuff, and um, a lot of people uh, were hindered for that. Not only the people who worked in the mines, but their families when they would come home with what they call that gold dust on them, um, yeah. babies were deformed, just a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think in West Virginia they have black lung disease from working. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, and and I asked you about your vision statement, but I'm gonna kind of move on from that and ask you. I know you are an assessor leader you love it uh, 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 how does that affect well it has transformed my life like the example of the gentleman with the doctorate um, who was experiencing mental health problems all of us go through difficulties in our life and for me I've just found prayer to be a safe place I found prayer to be a sanctuary um, when I would go through difficult times in my life and uh, just feel the peace of God, the comfort of God, but also the empowerment of God. I began to understand his ways and um, it, it, it was so rewarding that I wanted to be there even when I wasn't in difficult times. I just began to enjoy the communion. So hence my um, love of prayer because I've just seen God work not only in my life, but in so many people's lives, the life of our ministry and so forth. Okay, uh, so now you have devoted many years to the development of youth and women and leaders at the local and international levels. Um, uh, and uh, you did, did a lot of work in the uh, population health, mm -hmm. population health. Um, and, and, and so t let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, when you think about population health, um, you can like compare from the individual to the collective. So when we talk about individual health, especially from the World Health Organization view, we're talking about um, well-being of our body, soul and spirit. When we talk about population health, that's more the collective um, what are we doing collectively to promote health as a people? So the recent pandemic is an example of how um, population health was dispatched to help people get healthy um, from communication, making sure people were getting proper communication to actually the biological side and, and creating um, virus protection. Okay, okay. Uh, and yeah, that was really big, big, big during... Uh 
the uh, the pandemic of uh, when Dr. Fauci talked about all of the things that we needed to do collectively to survive individually. And yes. I know a lot of people uh, caught on to that, to that fact that it's what you do collectively that leads to the health of the, yes. the individual. And we lost a lot of individuals because uh, a portion of the population did not re react uh, properly. Uh, and it also shows how effective the church, particularly the black church, can yes. be in process in times like this. Um, just the processes that we employed um, compared to other cultural communities um, in terms of how they handled their congregation. I think we were because we know that um, there are health equity issues out there and there are a lot more people of color that are dying or maybe not having access to care, um, not getting sufficient care, not being heard when they go to the hospital. Um, you know, the black church then became so essential. So um, in our uh, state, New Hope was our church was the first black church, uh, one of the first churches, period, to close its doors. And when it, you know, was very methodical in the process and um, we absolutely operated by faith. There were a lot of people who were like, well, you don't have faith, you're closing doors. And we yeah, were like, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, it yeah. takes more faith um, to uh, sit still for a minute and figure out what this thing is and what our approach should be and still believe God to meet all of our needs financially, operationally and other ways. So um, I just wanted to celebrate um, the black church in particular because we're always interested, not just in the spiritual man, but the total man. Oh, we're, we're ministering to people's mental health. We're ministering, um, you know, to make sure they're, their physical needs are met. It's, it's just a blessing to be able to serve in that way. Praise God. Well, one of the things we tried to do from our office in uh, Full Gospel was to push out information to the small churches, uh, those churches that are out in the country and not necessarily uh, connected, you know, because there's a lot of people who still yes. don't have access. I know where I pastor at, don't have access to internet. Uh, mm -hmm. And and don't have access to cable TV, and so they get their information through church connections, through yes, speaking to them and letting them know what's available for them and what they need to try to do in order to get what is available to them. That yes. there's a whole network of churches in America yes. that we seem not to understand don't have the technology uh, to be connected, and they they don't get it by word of mouth. If they just don't get it, and we have to take yes. time to to reach those people because they are important to God as well. Uh, Bishop Brown said this is informative and uplifting. She says your voice is comforting and bringing healing uh, as you speak. Praise be on. Thank you, Bishop. And can I just stop for a second, Bishop Gamillion, and commend you and your work? Because I do agree that the digital divide is very large. And again, communities of color suffer inordinately in that process. But it's so important to have trusted messengers like you, Bishop, who are leading the way that people can trust in the midst of all of the disinformation that's going out there. People are... Um, easily misled, even though whether they're on the internet or not. And they need people that they can trust who will have correct information, 
whose intentions are for the good of that people. And you are one of those individuals. So just wanted to take a moment and celebrate and thank you for all of your arduous work that you do, both thank for you. full gospel and beyond. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, uh, Pass Thomas is on from uh, from Ohio. He says, I agree with Bishop Brown. He also says, uh, Bishop Pastor Cooper is such a gift and intercessor, which in fact you really, really are. We thank you for being on with us. Uh, listen, this is the Go Million and Go Million interview prayer call podcast. And if you missed this interview with this great God, you can pick it up on GoMillion.Ihala podcasting and you can listen to or tell your friends to connect to GoMillion.Ihala podcasting and, and check out some of our interviews out there, particularly the interview of this phenomenal uh, woman of God. Well, our time is about, we got about five minutes or six minutes or so. And, and let me ask you uh, this question. Uh, uh, wh what do you see uh, as your greatest reward in life to this point? Wow, that's a heavy question. Um, I have to say my family, um, both yeah. my personal and uh, church family. Um, it's just a privilege to be in relationship with people. Uh, we talked early on about transformation. Those people have shaped me and helped me become who I am today. And also I hope that I've had the privilege to do the same for them. Of course, the word tells us that iron sharpens iron. I, I guess I would say second has been my doctorate simply because I had a longing for so many years since I was that young 20 year old girl uh, to finish and at times wondered uh, if it would be possible, but the Lord opened that door. And and so now we're enjoying um, the completion of his handiwork. So I would say those two things. Praise God. Ella Gomillion, my wife, uh, says, blessings to you, Dr. Cooper. She got that little red heart up there, too. <laughs> God bless you, Francine, Lady Francine. Love you. And, and all of the kind words of everyone who said anything. Appreciate you greatly. It's, it really is a privilege to be here. Praise God. We, so we're glad to have you. Uh, give us some tips on time management. I mean, all this stuff you're doing, you got, you got your co-pastoring, you got this PhD, you are uh, working in community engagement and all of that stuff at the same time. Yeah. You're, you're praying. Give us some, some tips on time management. Well, I'll say that it's not easy, but the key to it is just being intentional. Um, on a quarterly basis, I look at my schedule and I ask the Lord, is there something that I've picked up that I shouldn't be doing? Because sometimes that um, I, I'll just speak for myself. You want to please people. You want to do a lot of good. But every assignment is not your assignment. And also in this season of my life, um, my goal has to be to be a Titus II woman so that I'm equipping the next generation and others that come behind and not um, trying to do so much myself. Um, my husband often says, do what only you can do. And um, how I translate that is, what are the skill sets that I have that other people don't have? Uh, so there might be a lot of people around us 
who can type a letter or make a phone call or uh, do the variety of things that we do in ministry and in community. But what are the things, I mean, not everybody, for example, can write a grant or write a book or um, reach out with the collective connections that they have um, to people of influence to get things done. So um, I think that probably is the central thing is to really focus on the particular skill sets that you have. The other thing is, I would say, just um, be disciplined. I mean, I literally um, have to write things down like um, and, and make intentional decisions um, on a daily basis, reminding myself what I need to do. So um, one of the areas, for example, in the past that hasn't been a real strength of mine is focusing on my physical health. I would be so busy taking care of other people um, that I wouldn't do a whole lot for myself. And so on a daily basis, I remind myself now, you are a temple of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So then I question myself, so what have you done? So uh, the first two things I do every day is my prayer time and then something physical, uh, whether that's stretching or working out with the trainer um, and making sure my nutrition stays on track and, and disciplining myself. But uh, writing things down, I guess, is a... Um, a quick answer to that. Um, when I write things down, then I'm much more accountable accountable to my goals um, and different assignments. And whether that be a calendar or some other kind of system, it's important that we put something before us. Um, recently, I had a vision uh, party, vision board party with the women of our ministry and 40 women came over to our house and we um, were designing boards for 2023, setting goals, because if you don't set goals, you're not going to achieve them. So just having things before you on a regular basis. And um, the, the final thing I would say is just don't quit. A lot of things are lost um, through uh, satanic discouragement and um, just having the tenacity just to not quit, not taking no for an answer. If you know, you know, what you want to do is within the will of God, keep at it, keep at it. It may take a while, but it will produce fruit. All right. All right. Last question uh, before we go into our prayer call. And of course, anybody can dial in at 518-425-1719. That's 518-425-1719. Uh, if you could ask God for one thing and he promised you he would give it to you, what would you ask God for? It has to be wisdom. I know um, one of the things I admired about Solomon was his requests, even though he um, sometimes squandered what was given to him, whether it be authority or other things. But I think wisdom really is the principal thing. Um, when we seek the Lord uh, for solutions, we know that those solutions are going to bring us to our expected end and, and they'll be quality and they'll benefit not us, but um, our entire families, our ministries, the community around us. That's our desire. Um, I have the privilege to work in ministry with my beloved husband, Bishop David Cooper, and he really has taught me a lot in that regard. And um, together, uh, we really work hard to 
improve the quality of life for people around us. And it takes wisdom to do that because Satan is always throwing stuff at us. And, um, you know, human faculties are rarely enough um, to figure out. It may seem like a good strategy. And then when I employ it, um, it may not produce the results that I'm looking for. So for me, wisdom, because that'll produce prosperity or um, uh, well-being, love, unity, just all of the things that we so desperately need in our community. Well, praise God. We have certainly enjoyed this interview with you. We have been interviewing uh, co-pastor Dr. Uh, Nina Cooper. And of course, I had to <laughs> learn how to pronounce that name right. You know, I was probably one of those people that got beat up uh, pronouncing it improperly. <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, once I got it, I got it. It's been a great interview uh, talking with you. It's been just phenomenal. We thank God for you and we look forward to the furtherance of your ministry and what God is going to do uh, through you. And we're gonna ask that you would open up our prayer uh, call line. Uh, well, a prayer line call line is open. People are listening already, but we're gonna ask that you would do the opening prayer. We remind people that they can dial in at 518-425-1719, 518-425-1719. And please, don't forget to go out to my uh, podcast, Go Million Dollar Holler Podcasting, and subscribe to my podcast. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, Dr. Cooper, would you pray for us, please? It would be my honor and privilege. Heavenly Father, we reverence you as the almighty God and King. You are El Olam, the eternal and everlasting God. You are the creator of heaven and earth and everything that lives and moves and has its being. We bow before you, acknowledging your worth, your might, your power, your authority. And we count it a privilege. We thank you for Jesus Christ, who you brought into the world. He was born to die for our sins. He was born to reconcile us back to you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us and reminds us of our place in you that equips us. We thank you for this privilege to be here with this mighty man of God, this man of influence, he and his beautiful wife, Lady Francine. Thank you, Lord, that you're using them to literally transform the earth and every person under the sound of my voice, God. This may be heard many times, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your divine angels would divinely encamp around them, that you would dispatch your wisdom, your power, your glory, that you would equip them to advance the kingdom. Lord, we're in need of your insight. We're in need of your help. We thank you for walking with us and talking with us and for the privilege of life to impact the earth. Lord, let your light shine inside of us. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Let the law of kindness be in our tongues. Lord, we ask that you would equip our inner man and strengthen it with might and power. Blessings to your name, God. Let us be the change agents that you're calling for in this time and forevermore. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you, Bishop. 
Amen. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. We appreciate you so much, Dr. Cooper, uh, for being with us. We're going to let you go on about your busy, busy day as our prayer line is now open. God bless you. Give uh, the bishop our love. And he sends his love here, too, as well. God bless you, Bishop. God bless you. Have a great day. All right. You too. Hey, this is Bishop Gomillion, and I want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion. Look, I'm inviting you to connect with me beyond your hearing me weekly. I have resources for your reading pleasure. Here's what I want you to do. Visit my website, gomillionandgomillion.com, and check out our various resources. Let me spell that. That's G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N and G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N dot com. Check it out, won't you? God bless you. Are you ready to pray? Come on and let's dive in as we call on the name of the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, please let me know by email. You can email me at ngomillion at aol.com. That's N-G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N at aol.com. Email me and we will honor your request. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. Well, we praise God and thank God for uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Nina Cooper. Praise God. Well, our prayer line is open, uh, 518-425-1719. And uh, I'm certain we have some people on the prayer line. Uh, who is on the line right now? Praise the Lord, Bishop. How you doing, Deacon? I'm blessed. God bless you. Somebody else came on the prayer line? Elder Sandra. How you doing, Elder Sandra? I'm coming through. All right. Praise God. That, that's what some of the old folks used to say. I'm, I'm coming through. Coming through. All right. It's been rough. It's been rough, but I'm coming through. Well, praise God. Praise God for uh, for coming through. Uh, we are praying you through. We, as, as some of the older folk would also say, we're going to pray you through. You are important Thank to God. You. Amen. Important Thank to God, you. important to the kingdom, and we're going to help you uh, pray through. Amen. Did anybody else come on the prayer line? Amen. All right, praise God. Well, we're going to, and uh, we thank God for uh, co-pastor Nina Cooper. What a great, great spirit. Uh, at, th at this time, we're going to ask Deacon Willie if he would pray for us. Amen. Father God, Amen. in the name of Jesus, I say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, Father God. This is the day that you have made, Lord, Father God. We will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord, Father God. Thank you for being God, God all by yourself, Lord, Father God. Thank you for making a way out of the way, Lord, Father God. Thank you for being the king of kings, Lord, Father God. And the Lord loves, Lord, Father God. Jehovah Jireh, Lord, Father God. The Prince of Peace, Lord, Father God. Emmanuel, Lord, Father God. The great I am, Lord, Father God. Thank you right now, Lord, Father God, for being jealous alone, Lord, Father God. Thank you right now, Lord, for being our rock, Lord, Father God. Our sort of shield, Lord, Father God. Thank you right now, Lord, Father God. It's a lot that I could thank you about, Lord, Father God. Thank you right now, Lord, Father God. 
Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God, for healing right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal the bishop right now, Lord Father God. On the crown of his head, Lord Father God. To his soul and his feet, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Touch his wife right now, Lord Father God. Yes, Lord. Touch his prayer last right now, Lord Father God. Touch his church right now, Lord Father God. Touch his family right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal right now, Lord Father. This prayer last right now, Lord Father God. Heal his Father right now, Lord Father God. Miss Sarge right now, Lord Father God. Anything that's wrong with her, Lord Father God. Fix it, Jesus, like you said you would, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. I banner sickness off of her, Lord Father God. I banner pain off of Lord Father God. I bad right now, Lord Father God. I bad right now, Lord Father COVID, Lord Father God. I bad right now, Lord Father, anything that's not like you, Lord Father God. I bad it in the name of Jesus, Lord Father God. Offer her right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. She is renewed. Lord Father God, yes, she Lord. is free, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. She is filled with you, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal Pastor Kill right now, Lord Father God. Yes, Lord Thank Jesus. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal right now, Lord Father Matt Pastor, Lord Father God. Father crown his head, Lord Father God. Two souls his feet, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal his bones right now, Lord Father yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Heal his man, Lord Father God. Heal his health, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Turn on mud, Lord Father God. Let him overflow, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Heal the belly right now, Lord Father God. I know you got a word in his belly right now, Lord Father God. Thank you right now, Lord Father God. Thank you for your blood against strength, Lord Father God. Thank you for your blood against power right now, Lord Father God. Thank you for your blood that reaches to the highest mountain, Lord Father Yes, Jesus. And flows to the Golly, right now, Lord Father God. Thank you, right now, Lord Father God. You are the God that never lies, Lord Father God. The God that never give up, Lord Father God. The God that never quit, Lord Father God. The God that never turned your back on us, Lord yes, Father Yes, Lord God. Jesus. Thank you, right now, Lord Father God. What a mighty God that we serve, Lord Father yes, God. Yes, Jesus. You are the God that Yes, Lord Jesus. Jesus. 
Amen. 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 Thank you so much. That's Deacon Willie Christian for the Kingdom uh, of Zion Church. Praise God. Uh, in uh, College Park, Maryland. We appreciate you. We thank God for uh, Deborah Humphreys and Bishop Richard Spaulding being with us. God bless you, uh, man of God. God bless you, uh, woman of God. Uh, did someone else come on the prayer line? I'm on Bishop. All right. Bless you, Pastor Kim. All right, we're going to go to uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins uh, from Speaking Spirit, uh, Virtual Ministry of Speaking Spirit Church in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, would you pray, please? Thank you, Father. Father, it's with special thanks that I come before you today. I thank you, Father, for your grace and mercy. I thank you for your favor. <laughs> Yes, the favor Lord. that you've given me with me and the favor that you've given me with mankind. I thank you for perseverance. I thank you for endurance. Yes, I Lord. thank you, Father, when my strength fails, Lord, I was able to latch on to your strength and you bringing me through, Father, and I thank you. I'm praying for those saints, those believers who are going through sickness, going through trials and tribulations. I pray, God, by your power and by your might, that they will not throw in the towel, that they would even press even harder to get through. Oh, God, even though, Lord God, I wasn't feeling good, but it was by your power that I picked up the phone and called people today for intercessory prayer. Lord, and when I did that, you blessed me. You made me feel better. I didn't even think about what I was going through, oh God. And I thank you because that's the kind of God that we serve. He will not fail. He will not He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will see to the word that he sent. He said he sent his word to heal our disease. So we speak to every sickness, every disease, every COVID, every acid reflux, every sinusitis every muscular dystrophy, musculosclerosis, arthritis, immobility, stroke, many strokes, prostate cancer, cancer yes, of the breast, cancer of the body, cancer of the throat, cancer of the pancreas, cancer of the blood. We yes. arrested right now and we bind it up right now in the name. It has no power over us, but you said in your word, Lord God, that you have healed you have sent your word to heal our disease. And Lord, yes. as we stand and wait for manifestation of your healing, we will give you praise. We will give you glory. We will bless your name. Yes, we Lord. will persevere. We will march on because we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. We are equipped for battle. You said you have our, our hands for warfare, Lord God. You blessed us yes. to be able to stand and then stand. Oh, God, we pray for everybody on this prayer line, those that are listening, oh, God. I pray that you stand. Stand in the word. Stand on the word. Stand through the word. Let the word be your life. When you wake up, you speak the word over yourself. You speak healing over your mind, peaceful thoughts. You speak healing over your soul, all your emotions, and everything has to line up with what thus saith the Lord. Oh, God, we thank you. I thank you, Lord God, because you're bringing me through stronger than I was on 
yes, Lord. A mighty prayer warrior, a ride or die prayer warrior. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you for everybody that blessed Sister Kim and all those who prayed for me. Yes, Lord. Yes, you are the 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord mighty in the yes, midst Lord. of every battle. Understand yes, that we are like the real enemy, but the weaponry of our warfare's are not carnal. They're mighty to God. Yes, Lord Jesus. The passing down of imagination. Yes, Lord every Jesus. Every high school that exhorts itself against the knowledge of you. God, would you regulate every mind on the stage? God, understand that there are so many who are battling mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So many today, God, yes, they have a their spirit and left them in a place of despair. But today, God, we break, God, every joke, every yes, chain, Lord Jesus. We break, God, every spirit that is not of you, God. We pray for the breaker's anointing today, God. We understand that the anointing makes the difference, and you have the anointing that is people and necessary to bring us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We pray now, God, that you would do a work in and through us. Yes, Lord Jesus. God bless all who have been 
with us today uh, on uh, Facebook Live. We certainly bless you, Joyner, Pastor Jew Joyner, who handles our uh, Go Me and Dada podcast. And we pray blessings upon all who will connect uh, through that venue. And certainly today we are praying for Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, and we are praying God for uh, her mother in love uh, who is in the hospital. She had a mini stroke on Christmas Day. But we know, God, that you are greater than strokes. We pray for yes. Pastor Kim White, my little sister. Amen. Praise God for her. We thank yes. God for her and all that she does. We appreciate you. Amen. And love you. Yes. Uh, yes. We just give God glory for who he is. Today, we want to thank God for our co-pastor elder, uh, Dr. Nina Cooper, who blessed us today on our interview. We thank God for her husband, Bishop uh, David Cooper. We just pray and thank you, God, for every everyone in the kingdom of God, all of those who are part of the kingdom of God. Uh, we pray, God, for uh, Sister Carter, all of the members of the Top City and Life Center, all those who are part of Bloomfield, all those who are part of Speaking Spirit, all those who are part of Kingdom of Zion. We pray not only for them, God, but we have an expansive prayer for every church that exists on the face of the earth. We are praying for every pastor who exists, no matter what his or her title might be. We are praying for every apostle, every bishop, every pastor, every elder, every prophet, every teacher, everybody involved in the fivefold ministry. May the anointing of God fall down upon you heavy. May it drip down from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet that everyone that comes in connection with you in any kind of way will be anointed. May everywhere the sole of your feet shall walk, may God give it unto you. As a testimony of who he is, may your wants be met, but you never want anything. May you be like the tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaves shall never wither because you will always be in season. Bless those under the covering God of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries. We thank you, God, for the, those covenant brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. God, we love you for each and every one of them, everyone that's connected with Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries. God, we love you and thank you for them and thank you for allowing them to trust me and trust my wife. God, we give you glory just for being who you are, just for who you are. The song says, just for who you are in all of your glory. Praise be unto God. Your, your name, God, may it be great in all of the earth. May every soul come to call upon your name. We know the word says before you come back, that when you come back, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. But may there be more believing tongues, God, than unbelievers. May people come rushing into the kingdom of God saying, what must I do that I might be saved? May more people get saved in 2023 than in every other year. May the kingdom of God be pushed out for, by every preacher. God, I don't have an issue with prosperity. I believe you want us to prosper 
but God, may we prosper even as our soul prospers. Help us to push out soul prosperity, God. Help us to push out the name of Jesus Christ that the world might know that at the name of Jesus Christ, at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus Christ, because God, there's power in your name. Thank you. Thank you. In your name. May the power of your name and the anointing of your name fall down heavy upon our sister, uh, Elder Sandra Lowe Jenkins. May she experience, God, the power and the anointing of your name and your word, and may healing take hold of a body. May it drive out sickness in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we are praying that you would go into hospital rooms and that you would heal people that yeah. doctors have said there's no way this person is going to live. God, would you heal yeah. them for your name's sake that, God, you may get the glory that someone might understand and say, I would be dead sleeping if I'm in my grave. But I felt the power of God come into my hospital room and raise me up. God, do it. For your name's sake, not that we might brag, God, not that we might get the glory, but God, that your name may be lifted up on high as the God of all gods. God, we bless you. We love you. We give your name glory and honor and praise. This is our last prayer call of 2022. And God, my prayer is that everybody listening in would would finish strong, giving a part of my message away for 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 uh for watch night. But God, it's how we finish that will dictate how we begin. May we finish strong, that we might begin strong. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, we love you. Thank you for the platform. Thank you for allowing us to have the resources to provide this platform. God, be glorified now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And God, we thank you. Amen. Listen, I want you to know that I love all of you all on the line today. I love everybody that's watching us on Facebook Live, Zoom, uh, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. Spread the word that we'll be here every Wednesday, 1130. Looking forward to seeing you all in 2023. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Love you all. Love you too. Praying for you. You've been engaged with Gomillion and Gomillion interview and prayer call. Bishop Nathaniel and Elder Francine Gomillion serve at Tabernacle of Praise. 5283 Windsor Boulevard in Zunai, Virginia. You can contact them by mailing to P.O. Box 161, Zunai, Virginia 23898. Sunday morning service time is at 1045 a.m. and virtual Bible study is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and the number to get in is 518-425-1719. Bishop and Elder are the founders of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries, covering ministries and pastors, and can be contacted via phone, 804-943-8364. Bishop and Elder Gomillion want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion 
Interview and Prayer Call Podcast.